Hey, hey, Jesus people. Welcome to episode three, season 2024 of Keto in Christ. I'm your host, Andrea Curry, and I am excited to jump in and delve into it today. We're going to be talking about focusing on God and about facing our fears and just really going gusto for Jesus. Um, I'm also going to talk a little bit about my workout plans and what I'm planning on doing in that area. So before we dive in, uh, let's just open in a word of prayer and dedicate this episode on to the Lord. Father God, I just, I come before you and I thank you for the person on the other side of the screen. And I thank you for your wisdom, for your word, for your truth. I pray as we go into your word right now, Lord, and we spend this time together, that we would just draw nearer to you in every area of our lives. Uh, I thank you for this platform. I thank you for who you are, for your great mercy, for your great love, and your great strength and power that you have given us, Lord God, to triumph over and overcome our fears and the things that would stop us from being able to walk out your will in our lives. In your holy name, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Whew. That was, that prayer hit me. I'm sorry. That got me excited. Um, <laughs> God is so good. I could probably just uh, do a whole episode where I just pray the whole entire time. I love uh, just seeking his face and especially together and praying for others. You know, um, there's so much power in intercession when we pray for each other, when we reach out to heaven and we plead on another's behalf. So anyway, huh, I'm very excited to just uh, share what's on my heart today when it comes to God and who he is um, and, and the way that he works things out. Um, and I want to start with this verse where Paul is talking and then we're going to dive into like working out our fear and being able to be a light for him and do his will in our lives, even though we're afraid. Um, <laughs> there's a verse um, in 1 Corinthians sixteen nine where it says, there is a wide open door for a great work here although many oppose me. You know, Paul, when he was going to different towns and everything, there were times where he faced a lot of opposition and he didn't allow his fear of that opposition. He didn't allow those things to pull him away from where God had him and what God wanted to do to use him in those areas. You know, um, God is so patient with us and um, I'm so grateful for that you know, there's just these things that get in our way sometimes when it comes to being afraid, whether it's we're lacking faith in the direction he's leading us, or we're just not um, believing that he could do something. Or even if like, sometimes the things that we're facing are very, very scary. Um, and going into just a recent um, example from my own life, I recently back in December, um, performed at my church at this event called Jingle Jam. And, um, it was a really great event. And it was the first time that I've ever had kind of like a front leading role acting in something. And it's, it's, you know, it's a church event. So it's not like Broadway, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not anything that has like this extreme amount of pressure or intense tensity to it. Um, but for me, it was both something that I really always wanted to do, but also something that I was really terrified of. 
you know, um, when I was younger, I used to be very badly bullied, um, by the kids in my class. And, um, I've always loved plays. I've always loved acting and performing and all of these different things. But over the years, I stepped back from all of that. I stepped away from trying to try out for plays or any of these type of things because of the intensity of the bullying I used to face. So, um, in particular, um, I remember when I was in third grade, maybe it was second. I don't, one of those two, maybe it was fourth grade. I don't know. I was in elementary school. I don't remember the exact year, but we were putting on a play of Little Red Riding Hood and I loved Little Red Riding Hood. I had played her one year for Halloween um, and I was so excited that this was the play that we were doing and I was going to try out for Little Red Riding Hood. I practiced my skipping and my lines at home. I practiced the song that they were going to sing. I was so excited and I couldn't wait to go in and try out. And the way that you would try out is that you would actually go up in front of your whole class and perform some lines from the scene. And they did this by character by character, right? So the teacher gets to Little Red Riding Hood and she says, anybody who's interested in trying out for Little Red Riding Hood, please stand and come skip to the front of the room. And I stood up along with some of the other girls and I was about to make my way to the front of the room when one of the boys jumped up and said, you can't be Little Red Riding Hood. You're too fat. You can't even skip. And everybody started laughing, laughing, laughing and pointing at me. And I mean, as a little kid, I mean, that's a very traumatic experience. I have been overweight my whole entire life. Now there's stories behind that, how I ended up in this position. <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, just from me eating too much and like letting myself go. I've been overweight since I was five years old. Um, and a lot of that had to do with me emotionally eating because of the trauma that I was facing in my life back then. Um, and so like, this was something that was kind of outside of my control, at least as a child in terms of understanding why I was so obese at such a young age, because I was already probably close to 200 pounds at that point. And, um, you know, the teacher didn't say anything to them. She didn't correct anybody. I just started crying and sat back down quietly in my seat and sat there and watched all these other girls try out for Little Red Riding Hood. Um, and I remember after that, I just, I stepped back from anything that would put me in front of the stage like that, where it wasn't something where I was doing something um, fitting for someone who was overweight. Like for, for example, I did win an award for, um, a essay that I wrote in fourth grade and part of winning that reward, I had to read it, um, in the auditorium in front of people. And that was fine because that was educational. It wasn't performative. So anything that was performative, I felt like because I was overweight, I was not eligible for um, and you know, it took me many, many years. And in fact, it wasn't until I got to college to where I finally started stepping out in that area again, at least when it came to, um, singing, um, because I used to love to sing when I was younger too. 
And when I was in college, God had put it on my heart to start going to open mics and to sing worship music. And I remember the first time that I was stepping out in that way, I was terrified because in my mind, you know, I'm thinking everybody's just going to point at me and laugh and be like, you can't be up there. You're too fat. You're too, you, you, nobody wants to look at you because that's how I had felt for so many years. But, um, I had never stepped out and taken the opportunity to really jump into acting or, uh, even like dancing. Dancing used to be a big thing for me when I was little. I don't know. I always had these imaginations of being like, a backstage dancer for Britney Spears or for NSYNC or something and being like, mm, mm, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like these, these were things that I like really dreamed of because I loved the performing arts. You know, I, I loved theater. I loved reading plays. I loved writing plays. So it was only natural for me to gravitate to that area. And then when that happened, I just was terrified to ever try even to be um, in front of the stage as an acting part or as a dancer. And last year, I feel like that was something that God really pushed me outside of my comfort zone in because during summer, I danced for VBS. You know, um, they needed somebody to be um, the adult basically on the stage with the kids. And I had taught all the kids the dance moves and everything. I was helping them learn them. Um, but somebody else was supposed to be actually actively on the stage with them during VBS and unfortunately was not able to lead. So, um, you know, the pastor asked me to do it. And when I tell you, like, I was so nervous about this because now not only was I, you know, I'm still big, I'm still overweight. Um, you know, not only was I going to be on stage talking to people because there's opportunities that God has given me to give my testimony, all things, all of those things, I'm fine. When it's for the Lord, I'm fine. When I'm preaching his word, I'm fine because it's about Jesus. It ain't about me. It's not about how I look. Um, but even with the VBS and all of these things, it's still about the Lord. It's not about what I look like. And I think that that's why it finally gave me the opportunity during VBS to step outside of that comfort zone and give that to the Lord because I was dancing on to him. And, you know, not only did VBS go great, I, I enjoyed it so much. I can't, I'm looking forward to next VBS to being able to lead the dancing portion and be, be involved in it that way. And that kind of ability to step out of my comfort zone in that area led me to telling my pastor that I wanted to take more of a leading role in Jingle Jam. So that required me to memorize a script which was probably the hardest part of the whole entire thing. Um, but going on that stage that day, I mean, just even leading up to it, I was terrified because there was a part of me that still felt like everybody's just going to laugh at me because I am just this big girl coming on stage. Like th that's where my mind was at. And I had to, at, you know, one point just go before God and give that fear to him and ask him to take control and have his way, help me to remember my lines and to help me to dedicate that performance to him because there was a great opportunity for a great work there. You know, I was sharing the gospel with these young kids and their family in a creative way. And I love to evangelize. So 
more avenues to evangelize, to me, the better. All right, I could speak on a street corner, check. I could sing it, check. I could pray it, check. I could act it, check. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to share the gospel in any sort of format I need to whenever whenever we're going. Um, <laughs> so, you know, for me, like being able to step into that category and share the gospel in a performative way um, was just such a huge blessing and such an opportunity to really work for God in an area where there was an open door. But I was terrified. Now, I didn't have opposition like Paul had. Nobody was saying Andrea shouldn't be doing this play. I mean, if they were, they were keeping, they weren't saying it to my face. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure nobody was saying that. Um, so, um, anyway, like, I am just so grateful to God for being able to work that fear out with him. And I don't think that it would have been um, able to happen unless I gave that fear to him. You know, the Bible says that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and um, a sound mind. And in another version, I'm trying to look in my notes because I had it written down here. There's a, there's another version where it talks about, um, it, instead of a sound mind, it says self-discipline. And I love that because I feel like sometimes um, it's a matter of us taking that leap of faith outside of our comfort zone that allows God to help heal us and grow us. And, you know, it, it takes self-discipline. It takes saying, you know what, Lord, even though I'm scared, I'm still going to walk forward. That's discipline. You know, it's saying, okay, these are the steps to get me there. I kept memorizing this script, even though I was terrified to actually do the actual performance. Um, and I just kept taking the steps of obedience because I felt like God was calling me to come away from my comfort zone and to be able to go and be a representative for him in this way. And who am I if God is giving me this open door not to step through it and allow him to grow me in that way? So, um, you know, anyway, that's that other version saying self-discipline made me look at him giving us a sound mind in a completely different way. Because I think a lot of times when we're operating in our fear, when we're afraid of something, we're really operating out of a unsound mind. And, you know, when we take on the mind of Christ and we're operating with him and we're operating in a sound mind, you know, his perfect love casts out all fear. So in thinking of all that, it all really comes back to self-discipline. And what does that mean? Going before God, having a relationship with him, spending time in his word, studying out his word, being able to learn all these lessons to allow him to grow and move and change in our lives. So anyway, that's what that whole situation taught me when it came to that. Like I was able to step over and get um, on the other side of a huge fear that I have, you know, people see me worshiping on stage all the time and everything. Um, what they don't know is the anxiety that goes on behind the scenes where I'm like, all right, Lord, this is for you. It's not about me. It's not about people looking at me. Um, you know, it's, it's really just me and you, Jesus. Like a lot of times when I'm doing these things, I'm literally like, okay, I am performing for an audience of one. No one else sees me right now except for Jesus. So I'll close my eyes when I'm worshiping and I won't open them until, <laughs> until the set is over. I'm like, I, like uh, a lot of the people I worship with, they talk about being able to connect with the people in the audience 
And I, I don't do that. I don't open my eyes and like connect with people while I'm singing worship. I wish I could, but my, like, I'm not past that kind of like, I guess, uh, anxiety. I can't, if I know somebody's looking at me while I'm worshiping, I probably would like freak out. So <laughs> I close my eyes and I'm like, Lord, it's me and you right now. It's just me and Jesus in my house, worshiping, shouting praises to my God. That is it. Um, and that helps me a lot of times to overcome any sort of anxiety or fear that I have of being on the stage. Now, that was when I start, first started on the worship team at my church. I've been on the worship team for quite some time now. And um, I know the people in my congregation so well that like I just feel like now I'm worshiping with my family. So I don't really get that anxiousness anymore. But when I first started, I mean, the people on my worship team could probably tell you, I, they, 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 they caught me in moments on, on more than one occasion. They, they saw the anxiety. So <laughs> there's plenty of evidence that. Anyway, I don't know where I was at. I don't know what I was trying, what, what my point was anymore. We were talking about overcoming fear um, and allowing God to work and grow us um, by stepping outside of our comfort zone. So that was one way last year that God helped me with that. Another way um, was with a decision that I just made the other day um, that I'm really excited to announce. Um, now, today is January 15th. When this episode comes out, it'll probably be a few weeks from now. Um, so the episode after this, hopefully I'll be updating you on where I'm at in terms of raising funding, but I made the decision to go to the Dominican Republic with Hope International. Um, and I am very excited. I put in my application the other day. Um, and now I just need to focus on raising, um, $2,400 for me to go there. Um, the trip is going to take place in June. Um, and you know, it was something where I was kind of, uh, afraid to take that step. And, um, I really felt like God had been putting on my heart since like over, over a year ago, since the first time, um, that the couple that runs, uh, this ministry in the Dominican Republic, um, for Hope International, they came to my church and spoke and I was really moved by what they were sharing. And I really wanted to go. And I prayed about it and I didn't feel like God was releasing me at that time. And then they came last year to my church again, just a couple months ago, back in November. And again, I just really felt like I should go, but I was terrified to actually take that step and apply. And, you know, I'm just sitting there with the Lord. And I'm like, all right, God, uh, are we going to do this? And I kept praying about it. I kept praying about it. And then, um, this past Sunday when I was in church, I was like, all right, Lord, we're going to, I'm going to give this to you again. Today is the last day to sign up for it. So, um, I need an answer and, <laughs> um, I'm going to just ask you to, to help me to have the courage to tell my pastor that this is something that I want to do and see what he says. And as soon as I mentioned it to, to, uh, pastor Mike, he was like, oh my gosh, yes, you should go. You should definitely go. And so I was like, all right, Lord. We're going to do it. I'm going to take that step and I'm going to have that faith in you to overcome this fear that I have, even though I love going on mission trips. Like, I mean, I, I went on one last year and back in the day, I went on a few as well. It's just always nerve wracking taking that step because I have such a desire in me to serve God 
in a multitude of ways. I just want to live my life serving God. And don't we all? Like that's <laughs> that should be our mission and our focus as believers in Christ is to live and serve him in every area of our lives. Um, but in particular, I really just have a huge desire to share the gospel with untouched communities. So um, I'm very excited that I took this step. And I'm going to be continuing to pray for God to just provide um, and open up the doors and avenues to get me there. Um, he already did that last year by getting me a passport. So, like, I already had my passport because I went to Portugal um, last summer. And I really just feel like he's going to supply again and bring in what I need in order for me to get to go to this trip. So I'm very excited to announce that. And I look forward to speaking to you guys about how God is providing and what he's doing um, as I'm moving closer and closer towards um, that date and time uh, of heading out there. Um, you know, he's just such an awesome God. I'm so excited. Um, so that's another way in which I am facing my fears and kind of just letting Jesus take control. You know, I want him to lead in my life. You know, I want him to direct my steps. And the only way to allow him to do that, going back to what we were talking about before, is by allowing him to work in me the self-discipline and the self-control to do that. And that means, you know, being more intentional with the time that I spend with him, being more intentional with the, the, the way that I spend my time in other areas, um, in dedicating this podcast to him, in, in dedicating my worship to him in every area of our lives, you know, we need to spend more time focusing on allowing God to lead and direct us. Um, you know, and it's in every area, you know, one of the areas that we talk about on here from time to time is what I'm doing with my health and my wellness when it comes to, uh, keto. Um, I have a lot of plans right now for my workout schedule as well. I'm focusing on, doing two days a week right now. Um, so I'm actually, I'm already in my gym attire and I'm going to, after recording this episode, head over to the gym and do a workout. Um, I'm looking to work on upper body today, you know, getting my arm strength and my upper back all like ready to go and everything. My legs are pretty strong. I mean, they, they've been carrying my body for a long time. So whenever I have leg day, I just, I knock it out of the park. My, my ability to lift with my legs is, is astounding to me every time. I'm like, boop, that ain't a problem. Um, but my upper body pulling me up and doing stuff like that, that's, that tends to be a challenge. And I am determined, I am determined to be able to do a pull up just one. I just want to do one pull up. Just once. I, I mean, it, I, it doesn't even need to be a regular occurrence, but I am determined to be able to pull my whole entire body up without having to use like the, the machine that allows you to kind of like balance it out and, um, do the pull up with assistance. I forget what it's called, but I'm determined to do that. And the only way to do that is to be disciplined in, um, you know, working out my upper body. So I'm going to be focusing on that today. And then, um, you know, tomorrow I am probably going to do leg day. Um, and you know, then I'm going to go to Bible study. I'm really looking forward. We're starting up our life groups again at church 
And we're going through this whole entire study on prayer right now, which you might have heard me mention in the last episode. Um, But just really excited for the direction and the areas that God is bringing me in my life right now Um, and focusing in on where I can be more intentional with my time with him. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of the books that I'm reading um, this year have to do with um, walking with God and being obedient to him. Um, You know, all of these things, I opened up the book and I just really love the quote that it fell on. Therefore, spirituality is a vital part of our witness. Um, Each believer should focus on the power of God at work in his or her life and expect God to make him or her an instrument of the kingdom. Amen. (laughs) As the spirit leads the church into mission, he leads each believer too. How crazy is that? That that's, that's what I just fell on right now in my book. Um, I am not up to that part. I am like all the way in the beginning of this book, but as I'm talking about focusing more, um, on my walk with God and everything in this year, I just love that that's the quote that it fell on. Um, I'm going to just read the rest of this paragraph because I think that this is just amazing. It, It continues on. It says, we need to be sensitive to the divine appointments day by day. We should live with the expectancy that God will channel love through us. Spirit does not promise that we will feel states of constant victory and exhilaration, but to be present with gifts when needed for mission. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Um, (laughs) That is so good. Um, Wow. Talk about a God moment, right? Right live while we're we're filming. Um, How beautiful when God speaks. I mean, really, that paragraph, I feel like encompasses everything um, that I'm trying to say in this episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it one more time. This is, this is from Flame of Love, um, a theology of the Holy Spirit. And it says, again, therefore, spirituality is a vital part of our witness. Each believer should focus on the power of God at work in his or her life and expect God to make him or her an instrument of the kingdom. As the spirit leads the church into mission, he leads each believer too. We need to be sensitive to divine appointments day by day. We should live with expectancy that God will channel love through us. Spirit does not promise that we will feel states of constant victory and exhilaration, but to be present with gifts when needed for mission. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, you know, ah, almost lost my microphone there, but you know, that is just so beautiful to me that, you know, we really do, we need to be expectant that God is going to give us what we need um, in the moment when we're living on mission for him. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even think of a better way to um, end this episode um, than with God just doing something so so crazy like that. I can't believe I opened the book and this is what it opened up to. Page 109. That's That's crazy to me. I don't know. Y'all, if if you're listening to this, I you watch it on YouTube so you can see what just happened because I I don't know if it'll have the same effect in audio, um. But I just I just lifted up the book. I was just gonna talk about that. I was reading this right now, and the Lord just knows what we need to hear sometimes. Amen. So, um, yeah. <laughs> if you've never known Jesus and you don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the Holy Spirit moving and how He does things so actively in our life. You just saw it firsthand right now. 
um, how the Holy Spirit works and how he moves and how he does things. Um, God loves us so much. He loves you so much. And if you've never come to know him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know that right now, that he is here for you. He loves you. There was a time where everything was perfect. You know, he had Adam and Eve in Eden and he was able to come in and have relationship with them whenever he wanted to. He was able to sit with them, to speak with them, to walk with them through the garden. And then sin entered this world. And we all are guilty of it. We're all guilty of sin. We are all sinners. And sin separates us from being able to be in that presence of God and to be able to walk with him hand in hand. Then Jesus came as a spotless lamb, as the sacrifice that was needed to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And through his blood, through the acceptance of his sacrifice, we are saved and able to live out a life in community with God. We are able to live out a life where the Holy Spirit can move and make things happen um, in every area of our life, from the small things to the bigger things. He is able to push us outside of our comfort zones and draw us closer to God as we commit our way unto him. So if you've never known Jesus, I pray that you would just seek him out. And if you want to take that step, you could take that step right now where you sit and just go before the Lord and tell him that you accept his son. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the grave, you shall be saved. So I just pray that if you speak that out to him right now, that you go to him, you let him know that you believe that Jesus has died and rose again in order to uh, give you forgiveness for your sins. And if you accept that forgiveness and you repent of your sins, right now you could just pray that and ask God into your, into your life and the Holy Spirit will come in and from there, that spirit will teach you, it will guide you, it will lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So I'm praying for you. I'm thankful for you. I am so bewildered by our God and the way that he moves, even in these little ways. Um, and I am expectant on the way that he's going to use each and every one of us on mission for him. God bless you. Have a great night and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye.